0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Eagles Nation, what is going on? This is your host, Matt Lupe of the Birds Banter Podcast. Hope you guys are all having a great week. We're releasing this podcast this week to talk about the coaching staff. who was going to be the next head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles? A question that we've been asking ourselves for almost two weeks now. The Eagles got a late jump on the search because they waited a full week to fire Doug Peterson, and now they are interviewing just about everybody. There's a list of... 10-12 candidates that they've been interested in interviewing and it just seems to grow by the day Um, we're getting more reports every single day about who they are interviewing and normally i record these podcasts tuesday to get them out wednesday morning first thing right away in the morning so you guys can have it for your day and now i'm recording this almost first thing wednesday morning just because i want to hold off to the last possible minute i don't want to record something and then there'd be a new report or a head coach um, offered a position, so um, finally feel confident that today there's not going to be a whole lot that happens. Um, probably still going to be in this search for a couple of days now, but I'm going to highlight the top candidates for the Eagles' job, who are the leading candidates. Um, who are the others that might still be in contention, but seem to be falling out of favor, and what my thoughts are on who the Eagles should hire. So. All about the coaching. We're going to talk about their experience, how they would fit with the team. So we got some great content coming up for you guys. And I'm anxious to see this coaching search um, finalized because right after that, we're going to get into off-season content, talk about free agency, talk about the draft. And on Thursday, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day the podcast comes out, we are going to do a film review of Jamar Chase, LSU, highly touted wide receiver, um, talk about his pros and cons, and if he is a viable option at number six in the draft. So make sure you subscribe to the Birds Banter YouTube page and Birds Banter PHL on Instagram, where you can find both of those videos um, on both of those platforms. And before we get started today, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by PHLSportsNation.com. Make sure you check out PHL sports Nation on Twitter or our website, PHLSportsNation.com, for all of your Philadelphia sports needs. Eagles, Sixers, Union, Flyers, Phillies, we got it all. Tweets, articles, podcasts, so make sure you check us out and um, check out PHLSportsNation.com for all of our content. To be honest with you guys, I didn't think I'd be recording this type of podcast on Wednesday. I thought that based on how this weekend went and early this week, that I would be talking on Wednesday about Josh McDaniels being the next Eagles head coach. It seemed like after their interview, um, all the reports that were coming out, there was betting odds. Um, Eric Bieniemy's agent actually tweeted, um, kind of hinting that the Eagles are going to hire Josh McDaniels. So everything was pointing towards Josh McDaniels to Philly. And um after that we're still seeing other reports about different coaches but everything seems set in stone mcdaniels would be the next head coach now everybody's taking a step back mcdaniels might not be the guy for the job um he's still a very good candidate and someone that the eagles are definitely going to be considering um but is he going to be the one that gets the position uh we'll see about that but i'm going to highlight a little bit more about who mcdaniels is as coach so as we all know, McDaniel spent a lot of time with the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Um, he started in 2001, went to 2008. He has experience on offense and defense and has some work working with the quarterbacks, uh, mainly Tom Brady, obviously. In 2007, um, Bill Belichick was kind of mentoring him to be a head coach. He would always sit down in meetings with him and take him through the interview process and say, here's what you need. Um, to be a head coach, here's what you needed to say to impress people, kind of grooming him to be the next great coach coming from the Belichick tree. I know it's not the greatest coaching tree out there, but he really thought Josh McDaniels was going to be the guy that's going to take over the league and be the next great offensive-minded coach. Um, So Belichick wrote a five-page called a coaching bible for Josh McDaniels, gave him all the keys to be a great coach. So although Belichick has been mentoring many people in the past 20 years you don't really hear too often about people who get a coaching Bible or all these one-on-one meetings with Bill Belichick. Um, Belichick is arguably one of the greatest head coaches of all time and for that for Belichick to have that kind of respect for McDaniels and take the time and energy to kind of mentor him and train him to be a head coach Speaks a lot about who Josh McDaniels is. He really saw him as a high, highly touted head coach in this league, and he saw it at a young age from McDaniels. Um, granted, this was back in 2007, so this was about 13, 14 years ago. Um, so kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, he's still going to be um, the same coaching style, but maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit more experienced. But it seemed like back in the day, 13 years ago, Josh McDaniels was the highly touted coach that people are going to be looking for. Now, in 2008, the year that Tom Brady tore his ACL, the Patriots did not by any means have a bad season. They went 11-5, and the starting quarterback was Matt Castle. Keep in mind, this was when um, Josh McDaniels was working mostly with the quarterbacks, as a quarterback coach. So he kind of groomed Tom Brady to what he is today, obviously. But also, um, Matt Castle, he really brought him up and brought him to a starting caliber quarterback that year, and they went on for a great season with 11 wins. This kind of propelled him into his head coaching experience with the Broncos um, between 2009 and 2010. His first season, they went 8-8, and which is pretty good for a first-year head coach. Um, Keep in mind that the Eagles, when they had Doug Peterson, um, they had a losing record their first year, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl the next year. But it's not very common to see a coach in his rookie season as a head coach have a 500 or winning record. So um, kudos to Josh McDaniels there. But after that, things went very, very downhill. He was fired after posting a 3-9 and nine record on the season. Um, he was fired not even at the end of the season. They were only 12 weeks in. So it speaks a lot about how the Broncos viewed him in 2010. In 2011, he went to the Rams to be an offense coordinator again, kind of a demotion. Um, but in St. Louis, Steve Spaganello said that he was one of the greatest offensive minds in the NFL, kind of saw that same respect that Bill Belichick had for him and um, really viewed him as a great head coach and groomed him into um, what he was now with the Patriots as. McDaniels was demoted yet again to return to the Patriots, but he worked his way back up to being the Patriots offensive coordinator, which he is today. And that's from 2012 to currently in 2021. But um, as we know, there was a situation years ago when the the Colts were looking for a head coach and Josh McDaniels was confirmed. They announced it they reported the Colts even reported themselves. And then later that day, Josh McDaniels said, nope, I'm backing out. He returned to the Patriots. And that didn't sit well with Eagles fans, because as we all know, that left the coach, the coaching vacancy. Um, Open with the Colts. And then they snagged Frank Reich from the Eagles. They were all in for Josh McDaniels. It didn't work out. And the Eagles lost their offensive coordinator because of it. So it'd be kind of ironic if Josh McDaniels ended up coming to Philly after all that uh, a few years ago and the Eagles kind of suffered their worst seasons. Um, you know, in the, in recent history, because Frank Reich left and Doug Peterson was left at the helm, so um, pretty ironic. But anyways, that is something the Eagles really need to consider. I'm sure they asked many, many questions to McDaniel's about that situation. Why did he do it? Why is there that betrayal? Um, obviously, not a great track record as a head coach so far, because at the Broncos he did have a combined um, eleven and nine, eight, uh, 11 and seventeen record. Um, but other than that. You know, you got to make sure that he's going to be committed and not just going to say to you, yeah, I'll be your head coach. And then all of a sudden, the next day, he's going to return to the Patriots. You don't want that situation. Um, From reports, we are seeing that Howie Roseman is ready to work with Josh McDaniels and he wants him to be the next head coach. But Jeffrey Lurie is not convinced yet. So Howie Roseman's kind of got to, you know, work him a little bit if that's the coach he wants to work with. Um, And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, days ago, this seems like it was a lock. We saw reports um, by Jeff McClain, I believe, that the interview lasted eight hours long Um, throughout the weekend. They were really, you know, grilling him hard on these coaching questions and making sure that he would be a good candidate. And then after the interview, both sides felt very good. The Eagles, you know, kind of reported that he was their main candidate. And then Josh McDaniels has now been calling people to try to recruit people to be um, in his coaching staff if he does get the position. So both sides felt very good after this weekend. Um, Eagles fans were completely on board with, um, not I wouldn't say on board, but completely accepting that Josh McDaniels was going to be the next head coach. Um, Again, you know, based on these reports and what we've we've been seeing so far, I would say Josh McDaniels is probably leading the pack out of these head coaches that we're going to talk about. But, however, there is plenty of time. Keep in mind, the Eagles are the only team other than the Texans that are looking for head coach right now. The Texans are... Openly report as being the least attractive head coaching vacancy in the entire NFL. Um, even if there are more positions available, the Texans would be at the complete bottom. They have a quarterback that's a, that doesn't want to play there. Um, they have many, many other t- problems as a franchise. So the Eagles, although they aren't the most attractive position out there, they are much, much higher than the Texans. And if you look at who the Texans are interviewing, they don't really overlap a lot with the Eagles. So they're not looking for the same candidates. Yes, Eric Bieniemy is at the top of the Texans' chart right there. But Biennemi, we will get to later, is not interviewing with the Eagles quite yet. So it's not like they are looking for the same candidates. If the Eagles wanted McDaniels, I'm sure he would gladly take them over the Texans uh, because he does not have interest from the Texans right now. So quickly to wrap up McDaniels, the Eagles also interviewed Gerard Mayo, uh, the Patriots linebacker coach, to be their next head coach. And I think this was more of an audition for a defensive coordinator position, not a head coach position. You don't really see a linebacker coach all of a sudden be promoted to a head coach that's very unheard of in the NFL, especially the Eagles when they primarily are probably looking for an offensive-minded coach. So my mindset is if Josh McDaniels is hired, he might try to get Gerard Mayo from the Patriots and recruit him to be the next defensive coordinator for the Eagles. So the Eagles can get a sense of who Mayo is and McDaniels. If he wants him to work together, um, they can bring him on as a defensive coordinator. So kind of a win-win for both sides get comfortable with um, you know, coaching with McDaniels, but also the Eagles got comfortable with him in the interview process. The pros to Josh McDaniels being the ne- next head coach, he's been under Bel- Belichick for 17 years. He's obviously learned a lot from one of the greatest head coaches of all time. He has had coaching experience, although there's only 11 wins in two seasons, he does have that experience as being a head coach and running the franchise there are also many different roles that he's been in, and many different teams. So he's very knowledgeable, and he can work in different systems. The cons of McDaniel's um, number one: the Patriots have never really had an explosive offense. When you watch the Patriots, especially with Tom Brady, they didn't really, you know, come across as someone who is going to, you know, beat you through the air, um, huge chunk plays. It was always just consistently moving downfield, which is fine with me. If that wins games, that's fine with me. But I think the only quarterback that really works for are two of the best in the game, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady was with the Patriots. Most of the time, McDaniels was there. So you can't really try out that dink and dunk um, offense, the checkdowns, you know, utilizing this, these great slot receivers with the Eagles because I don't think that's what Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts are going to excel at. They are gifted quarterbacks who want to throw the ball far, and get outside the pocket all things that tom brady did not really do with the patriots in 2021 when tom brady left the patriots their season was not very good at all obviously they missed the playoffs they posted 20.4 points per game and they were only 41 percent on third downs um, also another thing to keep in mind for con is the whole colt's dilemma you know is he going to be a loyal head coach or is he just going to leave after one year or maybe not even show up to work after you announce that he's the head coach so you got to make sure that he's going to be the man for the job and you trust him to run your offense run your defense and be the next head coach because it messed up the eagles losing frank reich but it would all also be brutal um, to try to bring him in and then he does the same thing so the next coach that i'm going to talk about is something that we were all familiar with eagles current running back coach and assistant head coach deuce Staley. Duce was a former Eagles running back and draft pick, so he's very familiar with the Eagles previously as a player. The Eagles obviously trusted him a lot uh, by drafting him, and he was a very good running back for the team. A lot of these players now, they don't really have a lot of experience either playing the game or didn't play at a high level. Doug Peterson, for instance, he was a career backup quarterback, never really got too many snaps as a quarterback in the league. Duce was a starting running back at the time. So, you know, if you want somebody that knows the game very well, um, can, res- can gain respect from these players because they know the game. do staley is the one that you're going to be looking for. Um, in 2010 to two, currently in 2021, he has worked for the Eagles. He has lasted through Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, and now Doug Peterson. And who knows, he might be next man in line to be that head coach. And he's going to you know, be under only three head coaches before he creates his own job for head coach. Uh, he interviewed in 2016 for head coach when the Eagles ended up um, hiring Doug Peterson. He did not get the position, but he still stayed on staff. And then in 2018, when Frank Reich left for the Colts after McDaniels pulled out, he was up for contention for offensive coordinator along with Mike Groh. And the way the Eagles handled that is they gave both of them promotions. Mike Groh got offensive coordinator and then Deuce Staley moved from running backs coach to running backs coach and assistant head coach i really think that's just an increase in pay kind of just say hey thanks for all you did for the super bowl here's some more money um i don't think his responsibilities really increased a lot because after we you know seen the offense in 2018 19 20 deuce Daly was always referred to as the running backs coach um, he was always seen working with the running backs it's not like we always heard him having this big say in what the offense looked like could be wrong But I don't think he really has a lot of experience running the entire offense like he expected when he got that promotion in 2018. He has head coaching experience. Have to keep that in mind. In training camp, you know, granted, this was only a week or two. In training camp, Doug Peterson did come down with COVID and had to miss some time with the team. And Deuce Staley was the one that was called upon. And he was the head coach. So he does know kind of how the offseason works. Um, The players got a sense of what kind of coach he would be. And that's big. Because now we are seeing current and former equals come out on social media. Even some are texting Jeffrey Lurie saying Deuce Staley should be the next head coach. So, whatever he's done since 2010, whatever he did in training camp when he was acting head coach, Deuce Staley is a great candidate in the minds of these players. And I think the main people you want to trust are the players that are going to be playing for the head coach. You know, yes. You've got to look at the analytics and everything that goes into it what their experience is but at the end of the day you want a coach that these people are going to respect and jeffrey Lurie, in his press conference after they fired doug peterson he said to reporters i want a leader of men okay first person that came to my mind when i heard that deuce staley hello deuce just demands respect in the locker room he commands the room He's someone that just walks in and people are going to immediately respect. Doug Peterson, yes, he's great for culture. I think he's just a great person. But he's not like that hard-nosed coach that the Eagles need right now. They are a rebuilding team a few pieces away from being, you know, leading in the NFC East. And now they need somebody that's going to get them back on track. They have a quarterback who is torn mentally. They need to get him back on track. Deuce Daly is probably the guy that's going to be able to do that um, more than Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, yes, guess he has a lot more experience than Deuce Staley. worked as an offensive coordinator under one of the greatest head coaches of all time. However, Deuce Staley just hard nose, super, you know, to the point, the, the players respect him, players love him. And I don't think he's going to be a play caller. If he is head coach, he's probably going to be more of the CEO style head coach that we see with Pete Carroll at the Seahawks, among other coaches in the league. Um, but I'm okay with that. I think the Eagles need that right now. Take a step back. When you bring in a head coach, they don't need to do it all. That's what we tried to do in 2020, and it failed miserably. Doug Peterson wanted to call plays. He wanted to be the offensive coordinator. He wanted to be the head coach. And look, they got four wins. So Deuce, yes, he is a legitimate contender to be a head coach. However, I don't think he's as polished as a guy like McDaniels, or some of the guys we'll talk about in a second here, are going to be. So the way to combat that is, hey, We'll give you head coach. You're going to run this team the way you want, but we're going to bring in somebody to be the offensive coordinator. And somebody that that comes to mind is Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka, another former player from the Eagles, um, but also the quarterback's coach with the Kansas City Chiefs right now, obviously leading a great offense and a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And it came out recently from Adam Kaplan that Mike Kafka is the one that designs plays for the the chiefs. Eric Bieniemi and Andy Reid are the one that call the plays, but all week in the game plan, it's Mike Kafka behind the scenes that's that are designing these plays. And when you watch the Chiefs, there's always somebody open, there's always misdirection, the offense is run bril- brilliantly. And it seems like everybody wants to say Bieniemi is behind all that. No, it's Kafka. I mean, Bieniemi obviously has a big say, maybe even a bigger say in the offense, Um, than Kafka does, but Kafka's the one that's behind the scenes really doing the hard work. So on game day, it looks so seamless and the Chiefs look so unbeatable. So Kafka, um, I think would be a legitimate, great candidate for offensive coordinator to bring a lot of experience um, to Staley's staff and try to help him call plays on offense. Also, one more thing to point out with Deuce Staley, he is just completely respected across the league. Just last year in 2020, we now have a Deuce Daily drill at the combine that he runs himself. Um, it's more of an agility drill for these running backs, but he has a he has a drill named after him now in the combine. That now years to come, every single running back prospect is going to run through. I'm sure at pro days, people are going to run this drill. So that's just awesome. I think he's just so innovative and um, you know always bringing stuff to the table. So I think that says a lot about him and. You know, his input to this entire National Football League. Some pros, as Deuce Daly being the head coach, is number one, he's familiar with the players and he's familiar with the city. A lot of players and coaches come into the city of Philadelphia and they don't know how to handle it. The media is very tough on them. The fans are obviously very tough on them. I mean, you could be in a close game playing pretty well and they'll still boo you off the field. Not many people are, um, you know, primed to be in that position, either a coach or a player. So I think Deuce Daly, being with the team for over 10 years now, he can kind of understand what it takes to be a coach, what it takes to be respected and understood as a coach. And I think he's just going to fit in just fine Um, with the media. The media knows him, the media likes him, and the players are going to go to war for him because you see now, I mean, they're openly posting stuff on their Instagram stories, Twitter. Deuce Daly is the next guy you're seeing. Former players like Malcolm Jenkins, Torrey Smith, Um, everyone's saying, Deuce Daly, he's got to be the next head coach. Also, like I mentioned before, he has experience with Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, and now Doug Peterson, so he knows what to do right and what to do wrong after being under all those administrations. Um, Andy Reid, obviously, with some success, and he played under him, and then you got Chip Kelly, um, a little bit of ups and downs, a little bit more down than up, and then Peterson, about the same, he was, you know, kind of he can kind of understand what it takes to win a Super Bowl, but also what it takes for that to be thrown all away a couple of years later and win four wins all season long. Um, the cons of Deuce Staley as being the head coach is the Eagles offense never really looked great after he took over as assistant head coach. And Like I said before, I think this is more of a pay increase than anything more input-wise in the offense, but it kind of concerns me that they give them, him this promotion and give him this great title as assistant head coach. You think he would have a great input in the offense and what they're going to be doing. And then 2019, I mean 2018 included, but 19 and 20, all season long, it did not look very good at all um, offensively. So that that kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, maybe that's just Doug Peterson being selfish and trying to run the show himself and just failing. I hope that's the case because I hope the best for Deuce Staley. I think he can kind of make a bigger impact than what Peterson did. So I'm hoping for the best there, but also another thing. um, Deuce Daly doesn't get other offers year after year. We hear people say Deuce Daly should be a head coach. Players say it. Reporters say it. um, Members of, you know, just the NFL industry. They all have great things to say about Deuce Daly, but we never see Deuce Daly being requested to interview as a head coach. So, I don't know what the cause of that is. Um, he's obviously very qualified and very respected across the league. Very respected with the Eagles, but he doesn't get any offers. Especially being a ass- assistant head coach now, that's not a big promotion. From um, it would be a lot bigger if he went from running backs coach to head coach. Now he would just go from assistant head coach to head coach, which is very reasonable to be, you know, a reasonable promotion in the NFL. So I don't know if other teams just don't know much about him or just I don't I don't know. I don't know if they don't see him as a head coach, but I can't, you know, kind of mind read what other teams are thinking, um, but it's kind of concerning that he's never had another offer, a legitimate offer from another team as far as we know. Also, one more thing. Deuce is on the team right now in the coaching staff, which is great. He knows the coaches, the players well. But most of the time, when a new head coach comes in, you saw with Rob Salo, the Jets, when you're hired, you kind of create your own staff. You bring in player uh, coaches from your previous team, um, coaches you worked for previously with other teams, and you build your own staff that you want. You know, Deuce Daly, his only coaching experience has been with the Eagles. Obviously, with him, coaches have come and gone, so he knows some more people, but I don't know what his connections are in the coaching world. I don't know if he can reasonably collect multiple great coaches because the eagles still have to fill an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator so who's that going to be we don't know there have been no reports about who deuce Staley would target to be um assistant coaches or positional coaches what that might look like but if the eagles really want change they got to bring in new minds they can't just roll with what they have in-house and promote people to be offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator because frankly nothing would change because that's all the same coaches as 2020 if do is the guy you got to bring in outside hires but who's that going to be i just don't know yet support for the birds manager podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming big news manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times who knew smelling this good could ever feel this good too manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. You know, I know we're not doing a lot with uh, COVID going on, but you never even want to go to the grocery store smelling bad. You always got to be smelling good, feeling good. Everyone knows Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With a signature scent that is all in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night. Calming and inviting, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver and a woodsy masculine finish. This 50ml spray cologne is even hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also, be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all your essentials and below-the-waist grooming needs, including the lawnmower 3.0, trimmer, and crop formulations. Yes, I'm talking about ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes besties. And now you can use the Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It's time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls and body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. Look good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. All right, the last big head coach name that we're going to talk about for this podcast is Nick Sirianni, who is currently the Colts offensive coordinator. We're talking about the Colts a lot. We've seen Frank Reich leave for the head coaching position there, um, which was currently held by Josh McDaniels for like, An hour Um, so the Colts have been tied to the Eagles a lot in this podcast however Nick Sirianni is a great candidate he's worked with the Chiefs the Chargers the Colts Um, he was hired by Frank Reich to work with his staff in 2018 he has um, worked with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers with those staffs some notable um, players he worked with Keenan Allen as the wide receivers coach at the Chargers and then Andrew Luck quarterback with the Colts so he has a lot of experience with some highly touted players and successful players in the league. Now, he's had a little bit more success than Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator. In 2020, the Colts are averaging 24 points per game and 53% completion percentage on third down. Um, They made the playoffs, even with Phillip Rivers um, at quarterback. Phillip Rivers just announced his retirement today after, I think, 17 seasons, so great career to him. But... Obviously he's not the same player as he used to be. He's not as talented and really held back the Colts in my opinion. I think they could have been a team that gave the Bills, I mean, they played the Bills really hard in the playoffs, but I think they legitimately could have beat the Bills with a better quarterback. Um, I saw I've seen a lot of rumors and fan speculation that Carson Wentz is gonna go to the Colts this offseason. Um, you know, that might change depending who the quarter, or who the head coach is gonna be coming in. But Nick Sirianni had a great experience with the Colts this year with a below average quarterback in Phil Rivers. He did a great job, um, and I think they had a really balanced offensive approach because they committed to the run a lot. There's three really good running backs with the Colts. They got rookie Jonathan Taylor, they got um, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins. All very good running backs. And they even lost Marlon Mack to an injury. But they still play the running game very well. Jonathan Taylor finished with, I believe, third in the league in rushing yards as a rookie. So that's just phenomenal what he did with the rookie and the run game. Um, and then also getting the offensive, you know, T.Y. Hilton kind of re- resurrected his career um, this past year, had a great season. So I think he, he, he kind of proved himself this year in 2020 um, with a below average quarterback. He can still be one of the top offenses in the league. Now, Sirian, his name kind of came late to the game here. We are almost two weeks into the process, and now he just popped up, had an interview, really impressed. The Eagles kind of are very interested in him. And um, I think now he is a very legit contender. There is a sense that he can build a good staff, according to reports. And he's just 39 years old. He's young and he has fantastic energy. Um, in the Inside the Birds podcast this morning, Adam Kaplan was mentioning how. People in the league respect him, they love him, they said that he has great energy, Kaplan has spoke to him before, and said that he is just um, definitely gonna be a great head coach in this league. So the pros to being head coach for Sirianni, he comes from the Frank Reich tree, Um, crazy. You've seen Doug Peterson kind of groom Frank Reich, and then Frank Reich is now grooming a guy like Nick Sirianni. Obviously Frank Reich has done great things with the Eagles, was kind of the mastermind behind their Super Bowl year, But also, he did really good things with the Colts so far. Once they get a good quarterback, the Colts are definitely a team that you got to look out for in the AFC. Um, So I think that he is going to bring many great ideals from Frank Reich over to the Eagles if he is hired as head coach, and I'm completely okay with that. Um, Another thing, he's very young, very respected, like I just mentioned, but the cons. Number one, can he resurrect Carson Wentz? Um, You know, when... He was with the Colts. He really had just an offseason with Andrew Luck before he retired. And um, I'm kind of concerned is, does he have what it takes as a quarterback specialist to be the one that can resurrect Carson Wentz to be the great quarterback that we know Carson Wentz can be? Uh, they need to bring in a coach that has a lot of experience. Josh McDaniels has experience working with quarterbacks. do Staley, not so much. Uh, but a guy like Mike Kafka would if he's hired as offensive coordinator. So, that's the number one question, especially with a lot of these often or a lot of these head coaches. They're going into these interviews and saying, We really like Carson Wentz. We want him as our quarterback. What can you do to help us out? So if Sirianni has a great plan and can mold an offense that fits his needs, by all means, he's got my vote. But other than that, I don't think there are many cons to Nick Sirianni. I think right now, he is currently my leading candidate for head coach. And it's crazy because he popped out of nowhere. The Eagles didn't really talk about him for a week or so. And then all of a sudden, interview went well. Nick Sirianni is a legitimate contender for the head coaching position. I like him the most. I think right now I'd rank him number one, Deuce number two, and Josh McDaniels out of the three I just mentioned. There's also some other names to consider. Number one, Eric bien There was no interview this week. He said that he is focused on the playoffs, not going to accept an interview with the Eagles. But he did interview with the Texans. Um, not sure how that went, but that was over Zoom. Now um, coaches are allowed this year that if they are still in playoff contention, they can interview with other teams, um, obviously over Zoom, and it's probably not going to be as long. You know, McDaniel's had a eight-hour interview. I highly doubt Eric Bieniemy is sitting on Zoom for eight hours with the Texans. Um, but Bieniemy not in the picture quite yet but if they are eliminated from the playoffs this week, possibly. Gerard Mayo, like I said in the Josh McDaniels section, that interview is probably just for a defensive coordinator. If McDaniels is hired, make sure you look at Mayo possibly being the next defensive coordinator in Philly. Todd Bowles, um, I'd be shocked if that happens. That's all I'm going to say. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, not happening. Um, Lincoln Riley is out because he just hired some new Coaches for his staff at Oklahoma. He just brought in um, some highly touted recruit at quarterback, so he's not going anywhere. Um, Dabble is not going anywhere. He's staying with the Bills. Dennis Allen kind of popped out of nowhere as well with Sirianni. He's the Saints defensive coordinator. Um, Someone to keep an eye on. I don't think he is a contender quite yet, but the Saints have had a pretty good defense in years past, so I think that he is something that the Eagles should definitely consider. Um, but opposite of McDaniel, Staley, and Sirianni, he is not an offensive-minded coach. So if they want to go defensive way, Dennis Allen is obviously going to be the contender, along with Todd Bowles, Um, but right now I just don't see them leaning that way with a great candidate like Sirianni and Deuce Staley right now as an offensive mind. So like I said, Nick Sirianni is my vote to be the next head coach. We'll see what happens. But like I said, the Eagles can take their time with this. Texans are the only other team looking for a position, and they don't have a lot of overlap. So they can take their time, wait another week or two, but I would hope that they are going to have a decision before the Senior Bowl. Get this new head coach at the Senior Bowl, um, work with these players, and kind of start the draft process. See who you want to work with, get Howie Roseman and the new coach in some meetings, and figure out who is going to be um, the rookies that we're going to be looking at in 2021 coming into the Eagles through the draft. So that's what I got for you for today's episode of the podcast. Again, like I said, we're starting these draft reviews very soon. First one coming out tomorrow, Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. So make sure you subscribe to the Birds Banter YouTube channel. Um, we'll link that in the, in the description. Make sure you follow us on social media, and we'll see you next week for more Birds Banter content. Hopefully we have a head coach by then. And we'll talk about that and then get into some draft content. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great day, and go Birds.